don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, everybody. Welcome. So just a little anecdote before we jump in today. When I was a young designer, an apprentice at Tom Felicia, one of the senior designers said something that really stuck with me. She said, people can either do really well at interior design or at fashion, but they don't really do both. In other words, interior designers rarely know how to dress themselves well. And I am definitely an example of that philosophy. Shopping for clothing not only intimidates me, it sort of paralyzes me. I don't enjoy shopping for a sweater. The idea of looking for jeans, I just buy the same thing in lots of different hues uh, from the same store every single year. And I just have no passion for it, unlike a throw pillow, which I could shop for for hours. So today I am here with a style expert, and I am so excited because I need some help. So I'm here today with Katherine Cassidy. She owns a company called YouStyled, that's U-S-T-Y-L-E-D.com. And I can't wait to hear more about what she does and her top tips for affordable fashion design. So Catherine, talk to me. <laughs> Hello, thank you so much for having me, Betsy. This is going to be a blast. I know we, we actually definitely are on the same page as far as the interior design versus fashion design piece of it. And uh, an anecdote, or at least something that I've noticed uh, to add to that is that some of the best designers that I know, like uh, fashion designers, actually have the most boring basic style because they're so focused on doing for others and creating for others and just creating that the like what they wear is so not even a part of it. Um, I mean, you would you could look at Vera Wang and you can see that her style is so simple, but she makes the most beautiful dresses. So it's it's definitely this piece of I think potentially owning who you are and how you show up. And if this is a uniform that gets you out the door, that's what it is. And if, you know, if you want something more ornate, that's what it is, you know? And so I think it goes down to, uh, which we can dive into a little bit more, figuring out what it is for you that makes you feel good. Uh, so that's really why I launched You Styled was to change the conversation around style to be more about you and how you feel and what works for you versus kind of what you're sharing around this feeling of what you should be doing and you know what it's supposed to be like because you know you're like well I should know where to buy it I should know what to find what I need what looks good for me you know and it's like but it's a lot it's there's so many options out there it's a lot of information we're busy we're focused we're driven so no <laughs> it's okay <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you've given me permission to buy the same thing in six different colors and call it a day because it's really petrifying. And, you know, as a designer, people judge me when I walk in. Absolutely. So luckily now I have enough um, of a background under my belt. I've been on TV and had press and stuff like that, that when I walk in, people don't immediately judge me on my outfit because they've already got a preconceived notion that I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing in fashion. So let's just dive right in. I need tips ASAP. What <laughs> is your top tip for designing on a budget? Let's just kick it off in a big way. The number one thing you need to know if you're designing or building a wardrobe on a budget is what you have and so what you need. Um, and, you know, there's this big sort of trend out there for capsule wardrobes, which 
works for some people doesn't work for others. And um, that kind of goes back to like knowing who you are and what you want and just doing you basically. Um, so it's, I guess it's kind of threefold. It's, it's knowing what you want, knowing what you're going to need and also knowing where you're going. So what is your life like? What is your career? What are your career goals? Um, what are the different sorts of, uh, occasions, events that you need to be prepared for? That's when you have a lot of diversity in your life, it can be really hard to have a capsule wardrobe because you need to be able to meet different needs. If you have a lot of consistency in your life, if you're, you know, for you, actually, I think capsule and a uniform really works well because you may have different clients different throughout the week, but you have probably similar things to do every day. What's um, a capsule wardrobe? Oh, my apologies. That was an assumption that (laughs) it's that capsule wardrobe is when you have like a certain just maybe 20 or 30 items that mix and match together. And that's all you have in your closet. So it's very, very minimalist. Um, They're like your key foundational pieces and maybe a few colors. Um, So this kind of takes me back to the idea of knowing what you have and what you need to find. Uh, I, I talk about closet staples and wardrobe updates a lot with my clients and and the programs that we do. And even in the download that you can get right off uh, my website, I call it my style power report. Uh, It talks about the top 10 closet staples every woman should have, like your black pants, your denim, your white blouse, a great pair of black heels. I add in a pair of nude heels because if you have black black heels and nude heels or black flats and nude flats, You will always have a pair of shoes for whatever outfit you're putting together. And, uh, you know, there are a few other pieces in there, a dark blazer. Um, It doesn't need to be black. It can be dark. It could be navy. It could be brown. Whatever colors work for you. And you can start creating a color story around that. So a capsule wardrobe usually has kind of a color story, which goes back to uh, my time as a merchandiser. I was a merchandiser for BCBG, and I would have to make buying talk to design so analytical talk to creative and I would also have to make sure that the collections made sense so if we had a whole season we had a color story for the season we get a delivery you know the seventh of every month and we get a color story for this month's delivery then the next month's delivery and then the following month's delivery and that all has to work together so think about going into your closet what is your color story and it can be all neutrals is with a proper Is hot mess red. a color story? Is hot mess. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I have a lot of colors in my wardrobe. I do not have a color story at all. This is more about if you're trying to be minimalist and just get out the door. Um, so I really start people with these foundational pieces. And then you could add the wardrobe updates, which are like the fun, you know, the fun print in the, pe- in the pant. So it's taking your closet staples, but making them a little bit more colorful, maybe adding prints, textures, fabrics, um, absolutely accessories, but you don't have to wear accessories. You could keep it very simple, wear the same stud earrings every day, you know, just even I call them subtle statements. So you have uh, like, you know, maybe a gold necklace that people compliment you on all the time, but it's something you could easily wear every day. Um, you don't really like but to think about it. But doesn't it lose its power when you wear it every day? Or, you know, a lot of people have an office job where other people see them and mm-hmm. not different people. Like me, different people see me yeah. every day. So if I wore the same necklace, I'd get like a zillion compliments from different people. But 
I feel like most people who might work in an office would feel the need to pony up and, you know, have those statement pieces more often. That is such a good question. And I'm going to give you permission to wear it every day if that's what makes you feel good. Uh, for Because for me, actually, the power comes from how you feel about it, not about how other people feel about it. So if it's, I had a necklace that I used to wear every day because my mom gave it to me and it was a little like stiletto dog-eared necklace. Uh, the dog-eared is a jewelry brand that they kind of have intention with every piece that they put out there. And this was the stiletto and it was about living fearlessly, which really meant a lot to me, A, because it's a, you know, it's, it's a signature of like what it is that I'm doing. And B, it was, you know, my mom sort of offering her a little bit of support every day because, you know, starting a business is not an easy thing. Um, so that is something where I'm like, I, you know, to, it means something to me and it helps, it makes it easier for me to get out the door too. So if you, and then, but flip side is that other people need to have that versatility. It, their style is a way for them to be creative because perhaps they're in an analytical or otherwise somewhat boring environment. So I think that, that that's where it comes into play is like what really works for you. It's not about what you should do. It's about what really works for you and what makes you feel good. So maybe that's why my mom wore Christmas sweaters around the season. She just felt <laughs> bored in her job and wanted to make a statement. She used to wear those like holiday pins. You remember those? Oh my gosh, my maybe, mom's so <laughs> Yeah, like with the squirrel and the acorns for fall or whatever. So maybe she was just, it was a cry for help, for creativity in her career. Because I can't imagine actually going to my jewelry box every day and changing out my brooch for like a new leaf or squirrel. Yeah. So absolutely. maybe that's that. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel fulfilled creatively in other ways. I I think that's a big part of it. Um, myself, my style is very simple and, uh, you know, classic, but playful. And certain times I want to have a little bit more fun. Other times I just need to get out the door, you know, just like everybody else. Um, and, and the one piece that I wanted to add a little bit on to, as far as, you know, wearing the same thing because you're going into an office um, taking it back to your wardrobe, I call it um, mix and match and maximizing. So when you're looking for certain pieces versus looking for outfits, you find that great jacket and you bring it back into your wardrobe and you're like, oh, I can actually create like five different outfits from this new jacket. It actually goes with this dress and this skirt and this pair of pants and this blouse and that blouse. So that can take a little bit of time to play with and get more comfortable with. That's definitely something we work with our clients on so that they can see how they can mix and match their wardrobe. Um, but it goes back to, you know, you don't have to have a giant wardrobe to have a great wardrobe. Uh, and it's really looking at when you buy one piece, how many outfits can you make with that one new piece? And that's what I find where myself doing too. A trap that I feel is, is that I feel I buy kind of disposable pieces. I'll go to Macy's and what's on sale, I'll kind of gravitate towards, or even Banana Republic, I'll head right mm -hmm. to the sale rack. And that will last me like a year before it starts to pill or look misshapen. So mm -hmm. is that a bad thing to do? Should we always be buying premium, but just fewer items? Because I feel like every year, especially around this time of year, I have to renew my sweaters just because they always look a little sad. Yeah, it part of it has to do with how many pieces you have. So how often you're wearing them, as far as how quickly they wear out. 
the other piece of it is definitely a quality piece. I am very particular about what we will send to our clients in their boutique box, which um, we don't need to get into now. It's just one of the services that we offer for our clients because they're investing in the service and I want to make sure that they're getting a longevity out of the pieces that they purchase through us. And the other side of it though, is that I will have them supplement with something like Ann Taylor, Banana Republic, you know, the Nordstrom anniversary sale, that sort of a thing, because you can get like some of your basic pieces that maybe it's not a piece that you're going to love, but it's a piece that will get you through the next year because you're evolving in your style, transitioning into the next level of you and your career. And so it just helps move you forward, but it isn't the piece that you're going to love forever. And I would say it's, so it's a little bit of both. It's about keeping an eye out for the pieces that you would be investing in essentially, but knowing that you will have them for the long run and you still need clothes to wear, but you can't invest, you know, $300 for a sweater every single time if you're buying five sweaters in a season. So maybe one of them is the $300 sweater that you'll have for 10 years and wear X amount of time. So get a really high, what I call return on wear for that sweater, not to mention how you feel like stunning. Like I this sweater, actually, uh, none of you can see it, but Betsy can see it. <laughs> it looks I, fabulous. But I've had this since, I think, college. What? So like I mean, 13. you look very young, so it's probably just a couple <laughs> years. No, well, thank you. I'll take that. I love it when I get carded still, because I'm certainly not <laughs> that close to co- being right out of college. Um, but it's been at least 13 or 14 years that I've had it. And it's not filling or anything? Mm-mm. Where is that sweater from? This is actually, this was one of my first investment pieces, I should say. It was from Anthropology, and it was like $130 or something like that, which, you know, when you're right out of college or still in college, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and it's uh, a very cute tan cowl neck. Would you call that a cowl neck? I don't even know. It's, yeah, it's a cowl neck. Okay. It's like a gray and it's a light blue, which are probably some of my favorite colors to work into a wardrobe as a basic. Um, and it just, it's like, this is, I, I'm actually going to be doing a Facebook live on this because you know how you, your weight transitions over time, like maybe within just three days you feel skinnier or a little less skinny. Oh, hell like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of these pieces that if I'm like, oh, like it's just not, nothing doesn't seem to be working because of whatever reason it is, but maybe things are tighter. This is like, I put it on and get out the door. I feel really good. Um, so it was well worth the $130, $138 or whatever it was that I spent. And, but then you can supplement it with the sweater that you got on sale at Banana Republic for $60 or something like that. And, you know, my thing is that it's $60 is still $60. So I would rather save and get one really great piece that lasts 10 times as long or 20 times as long. Um, but that's not necessarily realistic. So, um, that's what are why some stores that you think, because I'm always worried that even if I spend more, I won't get the quality or extra longevity. Mm-hmm. What are some stores where you feel you are some brands that you feel you typically get a lot of bang for your buck in terms of, I like how you put it cost per wear. Absolutely. I, that is such a tricky question these days. I will be honest. Uh, with Boutique Box and U Styles, we work with a lot of independent emerging designers because they tend to be more direct to consumer, which means that there's no wholesale middleman. And because of that, you're getting a lot better quality for the, the value and the price that you're paying. Um, one of the 
biggest reasons why things are going on sale right now, and it's been this is actually a big reason why I left BCBG in 2008, is because the the wholesale the markup from cost all the way up to retail is just way too big. So you're not getting the quality for what you're paying for, and the customers are smart. Not to mention we've trained them to wait for the sale because almost everything goes on sale. And um, I know this isn't quite your question, but I'll get to it. So I promise. <laughs> as far as which designers, but um, we we've essentially been trained. They've trained us, and now the quality really it's gotten that much worse because it's just they're relying on sale to make their comp sales these days, which means last year's sale numbers, their comp sale is they're trying to make the same as last year plus a certain percentage point. And um, that is to so do disheartening because I, I do love 100%. the sales, but now I'm not, I know that I'm not getting great quality for my sale price. And that is what I'm, I, it's something that I am honestly working on as far as how I can help people to see that and understand that. And it's something that we do with our clients for when they do shop on their own. And it is something that like, you know, it, it takes a bit of an eye to know what the quality is when, you know, you can feel the fabric and tell that it's worth, you know, the 178 for the blouse or the 298 for the blouse. Um, but I think part of that is just paying attention. So if someone's on a budget, you know, you're either spending time or you're spending money. So if your money is a more valuable resource, then you're going to have to spend time to find the pieces that you need. But if your time is a more valuable resource, then you'll have to spend the money to find what you need or get what you need. But now I'm um, feeling like, based on what you just said, even if I spend the money, I may not get the quality. You know, because I do think of brands like BCBG as a high quality brand, I'd ex I'd have an expectation. I mean, even for me, yeah. I think of Re Banana Republic as a high quality brand, and I I've been burned on a on a few too many sweaters. Definitely, Banana Republic is going to be mad at me if anyone from this. <laughs> tell <laughs> us, tell us. <laughs> but I wouldn't buy anything. I I oh. don't. I I tell my clients to. There's always a sale at Banana Republic. Yes. I wouldn't buy anything full price at Banana Republic or Ian Taylor. Um, Ian Taylor has its ups and downs um, as far as quality. I mean, my first suit that I bought um, to go to all my interviews, I just like was obsessed. I mean, I mean, had it until finally just a few years ago when I was like, it just wasn't right for my body anymore. Yeah. But quality was amazing. Like, Where? Was, Where was it from? Well, this was Ann Taylor from, oh. you know, 11, 12 years ago. And now it's just not the same quality as that was. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's because of this, they're, they're just trying to compete on price these days. So I would, I, I, a lot of the more designer brands really are where it's better, better quality because they, they are in much more limited production runs. Where do so, we find those people though? I feel like, you know, I can't afford the project runway people and I don't want to go on Etsy. I need to try it on. How do we get in touch with those smaller labels? One of the reasons why I like Bloomingdale's a lot is because they do tend to take risks on new designers and bring in new um, new talent. So it would be, you know, it, this is where the time piece of it comes into play, where it means spending more time getting out into the stores, getting out to boutiques, because boutiques are typically um, – sourcing and, and really looking for new emerging designers and taking a risk on a designer. Um, 
so it, it's going to mean that you're going to have to do a little bit more legwork to find these designers. But like, I love Elizabeth and James. They're a diffusion brand from The Row. Um, both brands are owned by the Olsen twins. And um, not everything Elizabeth and James is like appropriate for work. Some of it's a little, I mean, I mean on, with Elizabeth and James, you can find something for everybody, to be honest, because they have like boxy, super edgy stuff. And then they have like the sexy things and then they have things in between. And the quality is really great. Honestly, with Elizabeth and James, it's a bonus if you find something on sale because they have a smaller production. I am now, making a note <laughs> right now. Seriously. Um, now I hope someone from Elizabeth and James is listening. Um, <laughs> aside from, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley are huge fans of my podcast. Uh, no oh, guarantee. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No guarantee. <laughs> uh, well on that note, let me take a quick break, a quick commercial break. And we're going to be right back with your top tips for holiday parties. Do you love learning about design? Do you wish you could take a deeper dive into the topics we discuss every week on my podcast? You can. I offer online design classes. Just head to the website bigdesignsmallbudget.com and you can check out my online classes there. I offer three different courses, one in feng shui, one in styling, and one that focuses on furniture selection, size, etc. Choose from those classes or take all three and get a copy of my book for free. Each class is $40 or get that combo pack with the book, three classes, and the book mailed to your home for $90. Mention promo code podcast to get 15% off your entire order. Check out my classes, learn more, empower yourself so that you can go shopping with confidence and design a space that looks uniquely you while having optimum flow. Check it out at bigdesignsmallbudget.com. All right, we are back with Catherine, and as promised, she is going to give us her top tips for going to a holiday party and making a splash without spending all your cash. I am ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first of all, you got to start in your wardrobe. What do you have that can add a little bit of sparkle? Um, you know, playing with mixing colors. If you have any sort of even somewhat jewel tone colors already in your closet. Can you start your outfit from that? Um, and that is something that I do, I would say across the board, as far as getting dressed for any day is start with a piece that you definitely want to wear and build your outfit around that, whether it's a pair of shoes, because you know, you're going to be walking a lot. Um, or if it's a blazer, because you know, you need to be business casual, or if it's a, you know, emerald green dress, because it's the holiday party, you know, and then the next step is to add your layer, which in this case would probably be some sparkly accessories. And, um, you know, that could be as simple as just some gold accent jewelry that might even be what you would wear on a regular day, or it can be more of a statement sparkle, um, collar necklace, gold necklace, um, Stella and dot does have some really great reasonably priced accessories that would be perfect for holiday dressing. Um, I'm not, I don't do a lot of Stella and Dot with my clients, but they will buy it on their own and we definitely play with it. Um, it's a great way to add some personality to your wardrobe. I also really like Kate Spade accessories and Alexis Batar. They just do really great quality costume jewelry that it's not inexpensive, but it's not out of, you know, control <laughs> price points. Uh, and you can sometimes find it on sale. Those are in a couple other designers where it's more of a bonus 
if uh, you'll find it on sale or, or you have to play the long game, just waiting it out <laughs> until it goes on sale. Um, and, uh, and, you know, with a lot of pieces in general, that can be the way that you work around it to make things work for your budget. Um, you keep mentioning you can, the word sparkle. Is that something that you feel you have to have, like something glittery or for that holiday experience? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, I think, like I said, just gold can be enough. It doesn't need to be, a you know, rhinestone, cupid, zirconia, actual diamonds or anything like that. Um, is silver dead? Like, is that not happening anymore? Not, no, not at all. It's not dead. Oh. I think it, that depends on you. So good call out there. I am a gold gal. That's why I tend to think that way. Um, but others are just devoted to silver and it tends to be depending on your, your skin coloring. Uh, the other thing of it is, is you can totally mix gold and silver and just like you can mix black and blue and black and brown. So break the rules guys. <laughs> if, I, okay. if I leave you with anything, like break the rules and do you. Um, but and- what if you don't have a you? Like I totally don't have a you. I have a you, you know, I can't even break rules because I just feel so insecure about following the rules that forget breaking them, you know? That goes so much deeper. (laughs) We might need another (laughs) podcast for that. (laughs) Well, but I understand, you know, like, yes, I, if I was trying to, you know, I kind of forget about capturing my personality through clothes and I just try and find something that I don't hate, you know? Yeah. So I think maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way because I, I, whenever I have a big event or something where I need to show off my personality through my clothes, like something on TV or press or, or a party, then I really think about branding my outfit, like who am I and what do I want to say? But on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, let me just not look like a schlub. So maybe that's that's, the disconnect. Yeah, I think to answer that part of your question, it starts with getting a little bit more clarity on how you want people to feel when they're in your presence, as well as how you want to feel. And um, colors can communicate your like do you have a favorite color anything that you just always are gravitated towards well you know what I do I just dress to match my logo pretty much all the time because I'm always either working or thinking about work and my logo is variations of from like seafoam green to navy in that kind Mm -hmm. of tealy blues range so I Mm -hmm. tend to stay there but in my wardrobe I love using all color like I have some magenta things I'm really not afraid of color or a pattern but, you know, then you have some big hits and some big misses. <laughs> I come up with some big misses and my husband is like, you cannot wear that. So I just feel like, um, yeah. That's okay. First of all, it's good to try something new and different. So that's the only way you get out of your box, out of your comfort zone. And you're like, okay, well, I didn't like this didn't work, but this part of it did. You know, maybe the proportion was off, but the prints were perfect or vice versa. Um, and if you reined it in with a belt so that you're still showing your shape in your waist, then, you know, you had pieces of it that were good, but it's like, and perhaps even great. It's finding, um, it's just those little, like the fine tuning pieces of it. And that's where it can be. So like, that's why it's personal style. It's personal to you. It's so nuanced. Um, and even where there's like the five body types that you can talk about. No, I mean, most of my clients are some sort of a hybrid of body types. So the tips that I give them to dress their body are very like specific to them. 
So, and the pieces that we look for are very specific to them, how we style it. Even if I give three different clients the same blouse, how we style it is completely different for each client. So, um, I would say as far as like the finding you piece is start paying attention to when you see something that you like on someone else. Like what is it specifically about what they're wearing that you like? Is it the color? Is it the proportion? Is it the shape? Is it that it's just so bold and out there? You're like, okay, you know, maybe I'm not going to wear sparkle boots, but I really like the like panache that it takes to (laughs) pull that off, you know, and I want to bring a little bit more, maybe that I'm speaking from experience for myself. I was at an event with a bunch of style bloggers and I don't consider myself that because that's not the focus of the business. The focus is our clients. Um, and I am again, pretty classic in my own style. So she had this tool skirt on with like a bomber jacket and silver sparkle boots. And I would have looked ridiculous wearing that outfit, but she looked fabulous, badass. She did not look like she was trying that hard either. She looked like herself. But what I took away from it was I need to add a little bit more like, maybe this is why I'm saying sparkle because I'm projecting onto everyone else. I need to add a little sparkle, a little pizzazz to what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis because we've been in a busy time for the business. So I've been focused on all of our clients and not on myself. It's time to take a little bit back for myself. Um, So just as you can see, even in like that thought process, (laughs) it's about so much more than just the clothes. Like it really is digging into how you want to feel and, you know, what is a representation of yourself. When I love recognizing that in other people, you know, Mm -hmm. and then saying, what am I drawn to about her outfit? Because I can easily recognize when I love something for other people, but I can't translate it for myself. So maybe Mm -hmm. picking up on that reason, you know, like you loved her you know, Moxie, or I was just watching the Today Show and I love Tamron Hall's like crazy pattern shirt. And it doesn't mean that I want that shirt, but I just really liked making a big statement with her top and then having the simple pants. So I like mm-hmm. the idea of distilling that to one idea that you could get in touch with for yourself. Exactly. But um, last question if you have to have five staples in your wardrobe, what should you absolutely have? Absolutely. You need to have a perfect blouse. It doesn't need to be white, but just some blouse that like throw on and go. It's a little bit better quality. So you can dress it up. You can dress it down. You need to have a great pair of dark dress pants, whether they're, you know, um, what color it doesn't necessarily matter, but that way, if you need to be business casual, you have something. Um, if we're just making it five, then I would say that could otherwise be a dark skirt because some people skirts are just better for their body type than pants. And you're not a pants person. That's totally fine too. Uh, some people are pants people (laughs) and a pair of great denim and denim tends to be one of uh, everyone's favorite. I mean, it's the biggest pain in the butt, no pun intended to find, But once you find them, you know, those are the pair of pants. You're like, yes, like I just got to get out the door and I feel fabulous. Um, You definitely need a pair of black or nude heels because I really, one or the other, um, I think you should have black regardless. Like that just doesn't even, that's not even considered in the five. Um, But the nude is something that I really want everyone to think about because there's just something so sexy about a nude heel. And I 
as long as the weather's okay, if it's the winter, I don't care where your nude heel. If it's patent leather, the whatever muck is going to, you know, you can wipe it right off with a baby wipe if it's patent leather. So um, it elongates your legs, even with jeans. It's just that extra bit of sexiness. And like, what's better than a pair of nude heels, a pair of jeans and a white blouse out the door, feeling really good, didn't even have to think about it. Um, getting compliments, not because of what you're wearing, but how you're wearing it. And the final piece would be, you know, whatever your statement sort of power accessory would be, um, you know, whether it's your favorite necklace, uh, a ring that you got yourself or someone important gave to you, a pair of earrings that you just love. Um, I, you can use that as sort of a, a totem for like just feeling really good. And that's that, that final little detail for any outfit. I love calling it the power accessory. That just feels <laughs> pretty awesome right there. Well, great. So how can my listeners get in touch with you if they want more information about what you offer personally or just more tips? Absolutely. I would definitely suggest you head over to our website, youstyled.com. That's with a U and a D. <laughs> um, and if you're interested in more information, I would sign up for the Style Power Report. I do outline the top 10 wardrobe staples or closet staples every woman should have, as well as the top three mistakes most women make. So you could potentially self-identify and quickly correct. Very simple. I mean, again, every woman does it, so it's okay. And they're very easy to fix. Most of them are, are it's mostly about fit anyways. Um, that is the number one thing that we work with clients on is helping to understand the right fit for them. And it also talks about creating your wardrobe action plan. So going into your closet, seeing what you have, creating a list of what you need so that you can keep an eye out for what you should buy, um, which helps when you're trying to stay on a budget and plan out your spending, which I actually do really believe in. Um, and then find us on Instagram and Facebook so you can stay connected. And we do have lots of little like intro ways to, to get some style support, even on a budget. And you can always reach out to us at stylist at youstyled.com. Um, if you want to set up a call to see if there's something that could work for you to uh, take your next steps in style and be supported. Well, I'm really excited because I have a lot of your top five. I do need to get my <laughs> yeah. power accessory. I will be asking for that for Christmas. Um, so there we go. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Catherine. I really appreciate it. And gosh knows my style needs it. So thank you for joining us. We're definitely going to be looking you up. And until next Tuesday, everyone, thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.